You're listening to Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World with Father Anthony Messa, where we explore ways to encourage and equip the local Orthodox Church. Let's get started. Hello to everyone who doesn't know me. My name is Father Anthony Messa. Thank you for tuning in right here on this um, impromptu coronavirus-inspired scope. Okay, I'm sure if you're tuning in right here, especially if you're on this side of the world, you, like me, have just been uh, flooded with coronavirus left and right. Um, that's all people talk about. That's all people is on people's minds, and rightly so. Um, so what I wanted to talk about here today is basically um, eight ways to handle being stuck at home. Because, again, we're the part of the world that we are in right here. Um, you know, everything is getting canceled left and right. Um, so what is it that we're going to do and how is it we're going to approach this? So basically... I don't want to talk about coronavirus. That's all everyone talks about. I want to talk about our reaction to it. Okay, there's nothing we can do. It's here. Life uh, has has changed, and it's going to be different for the better part of the next couple of weeks, maybe months. Who knows how long it's going to be? So, what's going to be our approach? Okay, we need to be take a proactive, not a reactive approach to everything in life, but especially something this um, impactful um, in our lives. And I want to tell you before I share these eight ways, I want to tell you where this came from. Basically, yesterday. Um, the storm, the storm really hit like Thursday night. Okay. I would say Thursday is probably the, the center of like the, you know, when the major, um, you know, the news and everything got canceled and, uh, we had to cancel church and everything like that. So yesterday I spent all day kind of picking up the pieces and trying to make plans for this weekend, communicating with different people. And then, uh, last night when I went to sleep, um, I, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning with an inspiration. Okay, and I and I even turn on the light. Okay, my my poor wife. Okay, but turn on the light, and I pulled out the 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 pad. Okay, I have a notepad by my by my bed, which is very important because any idea that comes at four o'clock in the morning is one hundred percent from God. That's kind of the rule. If it comes at four in the morning, we don't question. We just yes, okay, four o'clock in the morning. But if I didn't have that notepad, I wouldn't have been able to capture it. So I felt God waking me up at four o'clock in the morning, and I felt like you know what we need. To, to, to help people figure out how to handle being stuck at home. Because I'll be honest with you, okay, for the first however long, until Thursday, I felt like the sense of fear as this, what's gonna happen with coronavirus? What is it gonna be? What's it gonna be? And there's a sense of fear. And I spoke about it last Sunday, okay? And I talked about how last Sunday was Temptation Sunday where we talked about the devil tempting Christ. I talked about how um, um, the devil, is his tool is fear. All right. And and what he wants us is to be afraid and, and fear leads naturally to isolation. OK, and that's kind of his progression. He wants us to be afraid, which leads to isolation. That's why love is the opposite of fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Right. Because love and fear are kind of the opposite. That's why when Adam sinned against God, when Adam listened to the devil, the number one thing that happened was what Adam. OK, when God was looking for him, Adam was hiding and he says, he says, Adam, where are you? And Adam says, I was afraid, so I hid. Okay, Adam was afraid, so he hid. So fear leads to isolation. And I'll kind of take it the next step. The fear that I've sensed in the air the past week somehow transformed yesterday and added a new component to it, which I feel is like a depression, is like a discouragement. And I felt it yesterday. We went out and we had to go to Target to to pick up some stuff, which I'll tell you about in a little bit. But I was sense it just in communicating with people all day. I felt there was this sense of like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself for the next three weeks or four weeks. I, like I'm stuck at home and I'm glad that I'm safe and I'm glad that people are safe, but 
like we're such social beings we're so we're made for community that this idea of of, of being alone which is what the fear is going to lead to um is foreign to us and i started to worry about people like psychologically okay so i want to make sure and spiritually and emotionally and, and relationally and all those things so i want to make sure that we okay we got a plan how are we going to approach this thing so we remain safe okay the doctors are telling us how to remain safe in body which is super important we thank them for their great work but i i i don't want to lose like i don't want to just be safe in body but then put my spirit and my soul in harm's way okay and i said this um, to, to a, uh, I don't know where I said this, to a group of people. Oh, I said this in the video I recorded the other night. I'd rather, okay, have a disease in my body, but be healed and healthy in soul and in mind and in spirit than the other way around, okay? You can hide in your room and lock the door and you can protect yourself physically, but doing so, you put your soul and you put your mind, you put your spirit in really in harm's way, okay? I'd rather live at peace, okay, and live in, in, in calmness, Okay, even if I get the virus physically, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but I guess what I'm saying is we have to protect our bodies, but we also have to care for the rest of, of us, okay, soul, mind, and spirit, all right? So with that said, we're going to go eight things. I'll spend more time. Number one is kind of like the big picture, which all of them fall underneath, but we'll, we'll kind of go through it this way. No particular order right here, except number one is the most important. Number one is come up with a plan. Number one, come up with a plan. Come up with a plan means don't just wing every single day. Don't just wing it. Do not just wing it. We need a plan. Okay. We need a plan for how we're going to approach this thing from so many different aspects. Because what we don't want, right? This is a unique period. This has never happened before in my life. And most likely it won't happen again. Okay. And if you're, you know, about the same age as me, this is a once in a lifetime. What we don't want is to look back on these three weeks, four weeks, or again, we don't know how long it's going to be. We don't want to look back and say we have nothing to show for this time period other than we binge watched whatever you know show on netflix or bachelor or whatever the, the newest show is okay if you don't have a plan that's what's going to end up happening you're just going to sit there and you're going to see on twitter and you're going to see on facebook and you're going to be on netflix and you, if you don't have a plan then you're going to end up wasting this time with nothing to show for it and i want to call out a little bit of hypocrisy right here and i'm, I'm calling myself out just as much as i'm calling you out we always say how busy we are. We're so busy. We're so busy. We're so busy. Oh, we can't do that because we're so busy. Oh, we can't do that because we're so busy. We can't start that. Okay, well, now put your money where your mouth is. Now all of us just got a lot less busy. All right. And even there's not even a watch on TV. Like, you know, I, I go to ESPN.com and I waste a lot of time on ESPN.com. There's nothing on ESPN.com. Every sport has been canceled. I watch PTI. That's the show I watch. There's no PTI because there's no sports. Like, you can only talk about the impact of canceling sports so often until finally it's like, there's nothing. So you know what? Let's put our money where our mouth is. We always say we would do X if we had more time, but we'll put your money where your mouth is. Come up with a plan. And I'm going to give you some, some, some steps right now to consider, okay, because the rest of them are kind of in line with that. But you have to come up with a plan. How are you going to approach these next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, so don't just pass you by? All right, now two through seven are kind of the details of the plan. Some ideas, no particular order. Number two, start a hobby. Start a hobby. Okay, start a hobby, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say preferably start a hobby that's outdoors. Okay, this may be a great time to say, you know what? Number one was come up with a plan. Two is start a hobby. This may be a good time to pick up biking. You have a bike, okay? You need to get more physically active. Why not start biking? It's a safe thing. Just go outside and bike. Okay. Someone I was chatting with earlier today they said they're gonna go hiking as a family together. Why not? 
right? What we've done as a Mesa family is we picked up tennis. <laughs> we have tennis courts that are very close by right here. So for the past three days, every single day we've gone, we just go play tennis, okay? There's no one ever there, all right? And tennis is a great sport for coronavirus because you're like a mile away from the other person, all right? So, I mean, there's no breathing on each other, there's no nothing. So we just say, you know what? Let's let's play tennis. And and the weather is gorgeous outside. It has been these past few days as a gift from God. And we know we need the fresh air, okay? It's not going to be good for us just to be locked into our house. So start a hobby, okay? Preferably an outdoor hobby. Um, what else I wrote down here? Oh, power walking. That might be another one that you might want to consider. Go jogging. Okay, pick up an outdoor sport. Okay, be safe, okay, within the, the restrictions that the doctors are telling us, but start a hobby. Number three, eat right. Eat right, and I'm calling myself out. This is the number one. Okay, number three, eat right. Um, yesterday, I did not eat right. I'll be honest that when I get stressed and I have a lot on my plate, the first thing that tends to go is my eating habits, and I paid the price. Maybe that's why also I was up at four o'clock in the morning, to be honest. There's a temptation to be lazy, okay, when we're stuck at home. Like I've always said that I don't want fasting is easy for me if I'm out of the house. Fasting when you're in the house is so difficult to do. Eating healthy is so difficult to do, but we got to come up with a, with a strategy. We're not just going to take these next four weeks and not care about fasting and not care about what we put in our body because we will suffer the effects of it. It'll make us feel bad, okay, in 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 body, but also like, you know, in, in, in psych, psyche as well, okay? So eat right. Number four, relationships don't stop. Relationships don't stop. And we live in a great age where we don't need to meet physically just like we're doing right now to be able to communicate. Relationships do not stop just because of coronavirus. Now more than ever, okay, now we have an opportunity to really care for one another and love for one another, even though we can't be there in a physical way. What I'm encouraging everyone to do, okay, so many people, by the way, have reached out and said, if anyone from the church needs help, if anyone from the church needs help with groceries, anyone in the church, I, I'm, I'm actually, I have the opposite problem. I'm saying, does anyone out there need help? Because I have like a hundred people who keep contacting me and saying, we want to help, we want to help, we want to help. So if you need help in any capacity, okay, I encourage you, contact your local church. Con not even, don't even contact your local church. Contact like your friends in the church, because I guarantee you there's a ton of people who are ready to jump and help in whatever way you can. And if you don't know anyone that you can contact, you can contact me. I can easily put you in touch with people. But what I want to say is something more specific here, okay, as far as relationships don't stop. Let's do something weird. Oh, my phone's right there. Let's use our phones to call people. <laughs> did, you know you, did you know you can use your phone to call people? Did you know that? Okay, and, and in ancient times, that was actually the primary purpose. The only purpose of the phone was to use it to call people. So here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'll encourage you to do. If God puts someone on your heart, just call them. Don't text them. I mean, of course you can text them, but I'm saying do something and just say, you know what? Hey, it's so-and-so. I, I was just calling to see how you're doing. What I'm saying is I think we need the interaction. So you can text and say, are you okay? They'll respond, yes, I'm okay. But you didn't help yourself or you helped themselves as much as you could have. You need the interaction, okay? Especially if you're isolated and you're, if you're self-quarantining, you're living alone, you need the interaction. Force yourself to go out of your comfort zone and call people. Believe me, you will bless them and bless yourself. A phone call from someone says, hey, I was just calling to see how you're doing just to chat. You know, I got nothing, no, no agenda. I'm telling you, that is medicine for the soul during a time like this. We need that. God put someone on your heart. Let's make a commitment. Pick up the phone and call them. Don't text them or email them. Call them. 
and just have a five minute conversation. I promise you medicine for both you and them. Okay. Number five, wait, number five, number four. All right. Number five. Wait, two, six. Yeah. I think I lost. So it's seven ways, not eight ways. Sorry. I'm on number five. I'm on number five. I lost count. Anyway, the next one, I'm on number five. Yeah. Number five, number five, start a spiritual habit. Okay. Start a spiritual habit. And when I say start a spiritual habit, what I mean by that is again, so often, Hey, do you read the Bible? I don't have time to read the Bible. Do you pray your egg bay? I don't have time to pray the egg bay. We say all these things we don't have time for. We don't have time for reading books. Now we got time. Nobody doesn't have time now. One thing we have an abundance of. So start a spiritual habit and start something outside of your comfort zone. And I'll make a recommendation. One of the things that I've been doing, God put it on my heart from the start of this year, is to every single day do a piece of the midnight praises. Okay, midnight praises is something that we is done daily in the church, like in the monasteries. And we in our churches here do it once a week on Saturday nights. Usually takes about an hour to two hours, somewhere depending in there. I, every day I do just a small piece, okay, maybe like 15 minutes worth of it. And it has blessed me in tremendous ways. Why not start Midnight Praises? Why not do it as a family? Why not do it with your group of friends? Why not do it just alone personally? Okay, again, I'm not saying you got to do the whole thing, but I'm saying you download an app. It's called Coptic Reader. But believe it or not, if you don't want it, I still have a book. I still have two copies of the actual book, and I still use those when we do it as a family. Anyway, go outside your comfort zone just for these two weeks, just for these three weeks. Start a new habit. You never know what you're going to discover. And you may say, you know what? I didn't realize this existed. Do something outside your comfort zone. Already, we're going to be outside of our comfort zone for these two or three weeks. So let's take it in a positive way, in a proactive way, not in a negative way. Okay. Number six, I don't know how to word this one better. Do weird things. Do weird things. Do weird things, meaning they may not be spiritual or they may not be ha uh, uh, hobbies or something, but just weird things. Like, for example, start a book club with the members of your family. Okay, I know my, my wife's family, um, they started doing that. They just, you know, we're going to read this book and we're going to do this Skype call, you know, on Wednesday night at eight. We're just going to discuss it. Like, you may not have time for that on a regular basis, but again, we got time now to do that. <laughs> I know these sound dumb. Do a puzzle, you know, go, go get a puzzle. Okay, get like one of those, you know, 1,000 piece puzzles and just make it like your goal. Okay, just put it out there and everyone who walks by does a little piece of it. Do, do something like that. Um, Something we did, okay, uh, recently is look through old pictures. You know how you have those, those again, the young people may not get this, but as old people, we have photo albums, okay? We have, we have my wedding video on VHS, okay, on VHS, if you remember what those are. Um, watch your old wedding video. Look at old pictures. Okay, pull out those old photo albums. Are you young people? I'm sure you can do it online somehow or, or you know, your, your phones or whatever, but do something like that. I wrote down art here. I'm not an artsy, fartsy kind of a guy, but if you are like, do art, like paint a picture or, or, you know, you know, build Legos, like do weird stuff. Again, we got the time. Let's, let's, you know, not just sit back and watch TV and watch the world hit us. Okay. Let's, let's tackle the world. Okay. So do weird stuff. Oh, music. Okay. You always want to learn how to play the guitar. you got the guitar in the garage. Learn how to play the guitar. Learn how to play the keyboard. Okay. You find that recorder from fourth grade or whatever it is. Do weird stuff. Okay, now we have an opportunity. Do household projects, okay? Like I've had th this blind right here in front of me. There's so much sun on my face here because I had broken blinds right here. And I said, you know what? I'm going to fix the blind. Like I got no more excuse. I'm going to fix the blind. Like find stuff to do to keep yourself busy. So you get to the end of this time, this, this 
this this quarantine that we're in and then you have something to show for it as opposed to uh, nothing to show number seven is pray intentionally pray intentionally um doctors are worried about people's physical health and rightly so that's what they get paid to do that's what their training is in we appreciate the doctors out there i and more concerned about people's spiritual health and psychological health. And like I said, I, 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 we are in an unprecedented situation. It's never happened before. We'll never see it again. I don't know how people are going to react. I don't know what's going to happen to us after being isolated like this in our homes for three weeks. And like I said, it could be, could be even longer. Okay. By the time all is said and done, I don't know what it's going to be like for people who are used to always being around people, always going to church, always going to activities, working in large office environments, all of a sudden isolation. We don't know what's going to happen as a result of this social experiment. But we want to be sure, okay, that we are putting it in front of God because we are praying for the world. We're praying for the leaders, praying for the churches. We're praying for those who are affected by this. We're praying for everyone that, that God would keep us healthy. But again, not just healthy in body, but healthy in mind and in spirit. Because believe me, I promise you, that that's the one that I'm more afraid of. We're going to get through this thing. I promise you, we are going to get through this thing physically. Okay. And there, of course, will be some casualties and that's never good. We're going to get through. Okay. We've been through worse things. We've been through all kinds of stuff. We will get through. But this is what I'm worried about right here. Okay. I'm worried about this. And I'm worried about this. So please join me in praying for that. And okay. Last thing. Okay. This is my bonus number eight, even though I wasn't planning on it for here. But I just sent out an email to anyone who follows me on my blog. Like I sent it out to my blog list. And I sent it out to the church email list about what we at STSA, we're trying to do our part, all right? We, um, we're renters. We don't have our own church building. So we were we basically were told that we cannot, that the May, George Mason where we, where we meet at is closed, okay, until April, to be honest. So we have no place to pray. But what we said is, look, you can't, you can cancel our physical meeting, but we're the church. The church is not a building. You cannot cancel the church. Like you can, I'm church. You can't cancel me. You can't say you're canceled for four weeks. No, no, no. So here's what we're doing. I sent out an email with the details. If you didn't get it, okay, you can go, um, uh, I don't know where you can go. I'll put it on my blog, okay? Or you can email me and I'll send it to you. Um, and what we, what I sent out is an email saying, um, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray every Sunday morning liturgical prayers, not together, but I sent out kind of a script of how you can incorporate liturgical prayers every Sunday because a lot of churches are canceling services. A lot of people aren't able to go because they themselves are sick or they're afraid to go because they don't want to get sick, which no one is judging you. Like I get it. So no judgment right here, but we can't skip the liturgy. Okay. We can't skip the liturgical prayers. So what I did is I sent an email about some, uh, some things that you can do and some prayers that you can say and the readings you can do. So I can't set like a little, this is how I encourage you to do it. If you can't go to your own church. Okay. After that at 11 o'clock AM, we're doing the well. We're broadcasting it live. It's still going to be recorded in case you're at your own service. We are broadcasting it live, 11 a.m. Go to stsa.church slash online. Oh, that's actually where you can find the liturgy stuff too. stsa.church slash online. There you'll have a link where you can watch the well live at 11 o'clock. We're talking about a series, Unshakable. We're talking about the goodness of God, which obviously is very relevant now, probably more than ever before. Last week, we talked about the sovereignty of God. In addition... You know, maybe your local church has a streaming service. You can participate in that as well. We are going to usually we send out one email per week. OK, we don't like to, to flood people's inboxes. But I, I, I said this morning is that during this time, I'm going to flood people's inboxes if they're willing. OK, so I created, again, stsa.church slash online. Uh, we'll create a, 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 you can fill out a, a little form there to you so that you can be on our 
you know, this kind of temporary mailing list where, you know what, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to see a lot of emails from me. You can see a lot of random scopes. You can see a lot of meditations, okay, videos, whatever it may be. The point is we are not canceling church. Okay, we discussed this, me and myself and Father Timothy. We're not canceling church. Actually, we're ramping up church, to be honest. We got a lot more work to do because before it was just Sunday, but now we got a lot more we're going to do. We're still going to do life groups. Okay, we're going to send out life group. This well series has a life group component. And, and usually what we do is we give it to the group leaders to kind of facilitate discussions. We're just going to post those things online. We're going to encourage you, discuss it with your family. Point is, life isn't going to stop. Life is not going to stop because we are the church. The church cannot be stopped. The gates of Hades cannot prevail against the church. No buyers can prevail against the church. Okay. We're going to be careful. We're going to be smart. We're going to adapt the way we do things. But in the end, we will be okay. Okay. Because we know that God is with us. And as long as we continue to be smart and be wise and care and be proactive and care for ourselves, we will survive. We will come out stronger and the church will prevail as it always does. Okay. That's all that I wanted to share. My seven and a half uh, ways to keep yourself busy during this time while you're stuck at home. Um, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, or on Facebook, or uh, email me if there's anything that I can do to help you. Um, we always say at STSA, we don't just care about our church. We really do care about the church, okay, global, people all over. Um, and we want to be here as a, as a resource for everyone out there, wherever it is that you live. In addition to your own local church, of course, we can't replace that. But um, if we can be a service to, to those who are outside of our community, um, that, that, that's what we're here for. Okay, so um, God bless you all. Uh, stay safe and uh, you'll be hearing from me a lot more. Take care. For more great resources for Orthodox leaders, check out stsaministries.org.